0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News
1: Talk. Fionnan Sheehan is Ireland editor with The Independent. Uh, he's here as well at the ploughing. Uh, he has popped over from The Independence tent. Busy, busy flogging bikes and newspapers and everything else in between up there. Ah, yeah, look, sure, there's. there's- the cost of living Christ out there, plenty of money down the Actually, It looks fierce busy around here today altogether. Yeah, well, as you heard the, the Taoiseach there, there, if you know, everything looking up. I mean, he's really impressed by what he sees here in terms of kind of the innovation of farmers. They are kind of four square behind that innovation and incentivizing them to move towards green energy, even on Brexit. I mean, that the tone has shifted, it seems, around the British uh, cabinet table. Everything is looking up yeah
0: i i heard Mihal referencing how he was down with the eagles in tarbert he's usually stuck with the turkeys in fianna Falls. so for that was a bit of a difference uh take for him but yeah, like you know they have to accentuate the positive effectively the budget next week is their last chance under his tutelage as, as Taoiseach, uh to turn around the the, the poll ratings somewhat There's a massive government presence here at at the plough and churning out the old propaganda, there's a government of Ireland tinted village uh, here. So so big has has the operation. Uh has, has the operation become, and I suppose a reflection of the, the, the booming uh, coffers as well. Their, their difficulty next week is just going to be that. It's going to be satisfying everybody because you come here today, uh, you're going to hear all about uh, the, the plight of farmers, how the cost-living crisis and the energy crisis is affecting them. Later on in the week, there's a... The, the Fine Gael have a, a business conference on. They'll be hearing about how small and medium enterprises are, are, are doing there. As you go around here, here today, you are, you know, people do talk about the, the concerns uh, about the energy bills and, and so on coming, coming down the track so the budget there is such a level of expectation now there's a massive amount of money really back to celtic tiger it is but the package
1: and the selling of that package right is that the problem they face then because your, your colleague gabby at was in last week and she suggested that you know managing expectations might be the challenge you know they've talked up how much they're going to help everyone
0: It's almost explaining the expectations to people at this stage, how do they filter down to every family uh, in the country that this is exactly what the budget means for you this year and and running into next year. That they almost need a a kind of a uh, a home home personal finance ready reckoner. This is the, the rate of tax, this is what we're cutting it by. People can factor that into their heads, uh, and off a of that, cleaner than this, the ma- the, this is the amount that we're moving. The the bands by here's six hundred quid off your 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 next three bills. There's a tenner on, on the child benefit, or and if you're on the lower end, then this is what we're doing with, with fuel loans uh, as well. So there's going to be a have to going to be a big effort uh, on their part, right across the board for the the three parties to make it clear that it's not just about individual ministers selling their own little bit uh, of the pie but actually how it all adds up across the board to people and they have been very good at that to be quite honest you're even here you you see here even at at this event that you have Fine Gael ministers who will distance themselves from Green Party policies for example if they're not coming at this with a sort of a unified purpose uh, next week and each individual party is only interested in what it can claim credit for well then that's going to miss the bigger picture. Is there any possibility
1: of a surprise Next week, uh, you know, the money down the back of the couch, it's become less of a thing, it seems, in recent years. Well, they hosed down the economy with money during COVID, so they were anomalies. But even the couple of budgets before that, so well flagged was everything, and so many kites were flown that we weren't really caught in the hop.
0: Yeah, and and it's strange in that, you know, Michael McGrath and Pascal Dunne, who almost pride themselves on, on the manner in which they, they, they Believe budget day is kind of sacrosanct, and that's where measures to be announced. But the rest of their cabinet, cabinet colleagues don't believe that. They think they have to get stuff out <laughs> that they can claim credit for that They get lost in in the morass uh, on the day when when the spotlight is on is on those uh, two ministers. So we'll see. In the white paper uh, that's that on finance that is, is published in advance, that'll give us another indication of is there is there extra money. But I mean, at this stage, I mean we, we know already we're heading to eight nine billion worth of a package. They have already said there's going to be elements that will cover off the remaining three and a half months of this year some of which will carry over again into to 2022 as well as the measures that are going to happen in, into 2022 and we're also expecting that any cost of living measures that they announced earlier this year will be continued on uh, beyond any deadline that that is set so things like the 20 percent off uh, the, the public transport uh, measures like that that were aimed at, at putting a bit more money in people's back pocket you'd expect that they'll be they'll be rolled over uh as well. So there is that enormous picture that that
1: they're going to have to present in some sort of coherent and cogent fashion. Uh, You mentioned uh, Michael McGrath and Pascal Donoghue and and you and I spoke uh, last week about this issue and the presidency of the Eurogroup that Ireland was possibly going to lose and uh, different suggestions then were floated in the meantime as to how Ireland might maintain it and that Pascal Donahue might still be president of the Eurogroup, but not necessarily min- for Minister for Finance. It, it, it seems Michael McGrath not having any of that.
0: No, I, you're, understandably, your your colleague Shane Coleman uh, very much stirred the pot here by by pitching it to Leo Varadkar uh, two years ago or two weeks ago what was going to happen uh, with the Eurogroup presidency, and and Leo persuaded to to give a kind of a lecture to his coalition colleagues about how important this job was because. Apparently Eamon Ryan and Michail Martin haven't been around that long that they don't understand uh, such niceties. But the difficulty now is that this has, has, Leo Varadkar ramping it up into kind of a partisan political issue, has prompted a backlash from, from Fianna Fáil and, and Michael McGrath has just ruled out some of those measures. So. They won't be leaving uh, the finance ministry with Finneygale, nor will they be carving up uh, the ministry. Nor is he interested in a sort of a, an arrangement where uh, Pascal goes to some meetings and he goes goes to other, depending on whether they're on uh, in Brussels, Luxembourg, uh, or Frankfurt. So really, the last chance saloon then for for Finneygale is to try and see do all the other. Uh, members of the Eurogroup want Pascal Donahue to stay on so much uh, as as president of it that they're willing to grant Ireland a second seat at the table and that's that's highly unlikely Is that uh, like a 33rd team it. at the World Cup it pretty much it's, it's the, the, the John Delaney uh, the, <laughs> to uh, solution that, that they're looking at there they're citing a precedent uh, of a number of years ago uh, with Jean-Claude Juncker who people know went on to become uh, Luxembourg uh, he was luxembourg prime minister and and finance minister treasury minister at, at different times went on to be president of the european commission when he was president uh, of the Eurogroup, he was the first one in the job he was very much it kept in place because he was seen as, as a fair broker he became kind of part of the furniture of of europe as well he was around for for so long over the course of 25 years between minister for finance uh, and and prime minister so everybody knew him and he was seen as a way of but blocking the big countries from getting that job, uh, and also keeping the smaller uh, countries uh, happy, they're now trying to compare that to the situation with Pascal Dunne, who I don't think they're comparing like with like okay. uh, at all. And I think other countries, as Dave Racker has pointed out, will want this job, and therefore they will turn around and say, "Well, if Ireland wants it so
1: little that they're going to swap out their minister for finance, and then why we should we why should we accommodate them?" All right. Well, listen. Before I let you go, I know we heard from the T shock a few minutes ago. How likely is it that Bertie Ahern's going to run for? president is a on the Fianna Fail ticket.
0: I, I think highly un, unlikely. I mean, this, this seems to be uh, more uh, an element of of Micheál Martin trying to bring somebody back into the to the fold. We've got a Afeena Fallarish uh, coming up uh, ten days' time after after the budget. Then you've got the twenty fifth uh, anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement coming up next year. Major challenges that 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 will prompt a major discussion about what next for for Northern Ireland, whether they the you the Belfast agreement is still working in the institution that is, it, is, it, is, it is had intended to put in place are actually sufficient now or does that re- need renegotiating or do we need a whole new deal for Northern Ireland uh, based around the United Ireland uh, re- referendum. So Bertie Hearn is bound to be uh, a part of, of that conversation and probably a, a, a view as well within Fianna fall, that Bertie Hearn is is out there long enough. I don't think Bertie Hearn is, is the kind of fella who would take a run for presidency so likely. He's not like all the people who thought, because they appeared in a few episodes of Dragon's Den, that that entitled him to becoming the first citizens of Ireland. Uh, He would be very much aware uh, of the downside. And ultimately, uh, This point, it's a very different context to Bertie Ahern being the Fianna Fáil candidate, uh, because he would now be running for a party that would effectively be the third biggest party Mm. uh, in in the country. Uh, It's not the machine that it once was. Being the the Fianna Fáil candidate does not automatically make you the
1: front runner in such a race. So no, I wouldn't think it likely. All right, Uh, so you mentioned uh, Northern Ireland. Uh, Michael Martin, uh, kind of uh, striking a positive tone when talking about Liz Truss and uh, the protocol and Brexit and everything else in between, w- was that kind of expression of that sentiment—a triumph of hope over experience?
0: Yeah, I mean, if, if anything, the the, the the death of the Queen and Liz Truss's election that that week, there was—if there was a you know a positive out of of, of all of that—it was the fact that you were able to have. Kind of gentle conversations with the new British uh, Prime Minister around such matters, without them turning into a, a, a row. But we know how how Liz Truss uh, is fixed on the Northern Ireland Protocol. We know from the Northern Secretary that she has put in place that she's going to continue to adopt the hard line. So maybe she will now take take the view that, you know, Britain's the, the, the view of Britain Britain is now different from a number of countries perspective because there there was such a, a wave of support around the death of the Queen that maybe this is an opportunity that was needed to reset uh, relationships.
1: Fiona Sheehan, Ireland Editor with The Independent. Fiona it's always, a pleasure and thanks so many for joining us here at the Ploughing Association HQ. We are broadcasting live from the slap in the middle uh, of the ploughing championships, with thanks to the local enterprise offices. Lots still to come from Rathineska, so don't go anywhere.
0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.